0: Welcome to the Super Bowl Week edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stackin here, alongside my good friend and co-host, the voice of the Mitchell Colonels, fresh off his uh, uh, triumphant weekend out in the hills. Travis Krims. Travis, how are we doing?
1: We made it back. All the thought It's terrible.
2: It We're is. The mayor. Uh
1: We made it back. West River is always an interesting place. There are different people out there. <laughs>
0: Uh, do you have a Do you have a story, or it's just more of an observation?
1: Yeah, they're weird. Um, the second game we started at Sturgis, and it was foggy the whole way there until we got east of Rapid City. And Sturgis is only about twenty five miles east, so mm-hmm. you know, a three hundred mile drive, all of all of about twenty five miles of it is foggy. So we get there. We stop at a subway. Mm-hmm. We're, we're well early. We're well over an hour away from tip. And I get there. I like to get there.
2: Ideally, I like if it with a home game. I'm like going to be late third quarter of the
1: of T the V game. Okay. Sophomore. A lot of people like to get there a lot earlier than that. But my equipment doesn't take a long time to set up.
2: Sure. Once it's there,
1: I'm ready to go. You know, give me five minutes. We get ready. I don't want to be sitting on proud. So we get there, and I see that the one game is just ending. Uh, well, there's another game to go after this, but we're way behind. Whoa. And that game goes in overtime, so... supposed to start at 6 months, and didn't get started at about 6.45, 6.50. So we're already about an hour behind. And uh, both boys and girls win easily. And then uh, the Spearfish game... I thought it was a twelve thirty 30 time. It was a 2 o'clock.
2: Oh. And
1: then the website said 12-30. Probably wasn't going to gain the Maybe he wants to find something out at work because one of the people she works with is married to an assistant coach. Okay. So we had a good breakfast and spirit fish on Main Street. Really good. It was like 9-30. But we'll just... We'll go to the school, the school's just down the road, we'll drop some stuff off. Here it was like 9.30. If the game's at 12.30, the sophomore game is 90 minutes before that at 11. The other game before that would be at 9.30. We're here at 9.30, there's nobody in this fucking school. Hmm. But something's going on. That was my first indication, that something was off. So we set up, we leave, we come back, I'm getting ready to go. And I see the Mitchell girls are still on the bench with their regular clothes on. And there's like four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Well, I'm like, there must be another game after this one. So there was. So we didn't start till 2 o'clock. We were there plenty early for that one. So I don't know what happened. But I, I saw three different times. Wow. I usually go to the MitchellCurls.com school website and they said 1230 Mountain. And see, that was my first. Yeah, it's service and Sturgis and Huron, they started at twelve three that same day. I don't know what the issue
2: was.
0: So. Hmm. Uh, this breakfast that you had in Spearfish, did you have an omelet? I know eggs had to have been involved, right?
1: They were like, like a scrambler thing, was <gasps> a big pile of stuff.
0: All right. Eggs, potatoes. Yep, bacon or sausage with a little maybe gr- country gravy on it.
1: Yeah, or some gravy, and some sausage, a little maybe some peppers.
0: Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That was good. I also had some biscuits and gravy mm-hmm. and two sausage patties. This place was very good. Oh, like somebody
0: said it's fairly new. It was downtown. It was something like the original Spearfish Breakfast House. Oh, okay.
1: So it wasn't a very big place, but it was, it was very good. So they did, they did a hell of a job. So
0: Excellent. Uh, well, I'm glad both the boys and the girls. It was a clean sweep, right? Uh, clean wins.
1: Spearfish better than circus. How many fouls were in the girls' game at Spearfish on Saturday? Games are 32 minutes long, 8-minute quarters. Mm-hmm. Girls, girls won. Was it 53, 44, I think,
2: something
1: like that? How many fouls were there?
0: Uh, 30, 40, 40. I'm gonna say 40. 49. Holy sh, Nikes!
1: That's way too many. So, I'll, I'll always remember that game. They were even though 24 against Mitchell, 25 against Deerfish. Mitchell had three players fall out in the fourth. Their second best player followed out early in the fourth. Their best player followed out with about a minute to go by, by but by that time she had taken over the game and finished it off. So that was a horrendous display and performance.
2: Um, that's way too many. I mean, that's, I don't know what the math is on that. I would imagine forty-five seconds or so. There was
1: a foul being called, and yeah, um, twenty-six in the first half. Well, there's no
0: there's no rhythm and flow to the game now. Were no. these these were ticky tack calls, or were the, of the majority no. of these legit fouls?
1: Well, there's some fouls in there, but a lot of them were like, all right, let's just let them play. There was especially one late in the game, you know, it was barely a touch. It's like you got to, if you're calling that, which apparently they were, like you can't be calling that, or else we're going to be here for fucking forever, and we were. And there were, I mean, there were a ton of free throws. There were still like 42 free throws in the game, but it was, yeah, that does not need to happen.
0: No. No, it does not. No, it does not. Uh, this week, what what do we have on tap?
1: Tuesday night only. Girls at Aberdeen. Girls are fourteen and zero. They should win, but it's out of the drive to go on the third Spearfish and then go up to Aberdeen. hmm that's, that's a terrible schedule. And then boys are home tonight, which is Aberdeen. Aberdeen's seven-seven. They did beat number two Harrisburg last week, so you gotta be careful. Boys are thirteen and one, and that's their best start in twenty eight years. a so good. So
0: between the between the boys and the girls, it's a combined twenty seven and one. Is that correct? That's correct. Wow, that is that is awesome. After uh, you know, after what happened with the football team this year, not a great year. Uh, was this? I know you said that they were going to be good, but was fourteen and zero and thirteen and one respectively? Was that? Um, what was that foreseen, or is that even better than what uh, was initially predicted or forecasted?
1: I'd say the boys—you could have said, yeah, they're thirteen and one. You said, all right, I can see that. The girls, though, no, no, fourteen, and they were—they were ten and fourteen last year. They pretty much brought everybody back. Wow. Uh, they won all the close ones last week before we talked. They were getting ready to play Super Paul Jefferson. And they won that one. That was probably an upset. Even though Mitchell was two, Jefferson was four. Um, they gave up five points in the fourth, 13 in the second half. It was, was the 44-42. Something like that they won. Mm-hmm. They won by two. It was They just, in the last minutes, they, they hit their free throws. Jefferson just kept turning the ball over, unforced, and one of those things at the end of the game, they have just made the plays and the other team has it. So, Jane Dunn and SDSU, I don't, she didn't do much. I don't think she's going to be much of an impact player. She's gone you know, tall and 6'1 and long. I don't think she'll be much, but they've got a ninth grader. Her last name's Altenberg. She was a lefty, and I think she'll be, she'll probably be SDSU bound if she wants to. So, she only had eight or nine points, but she was, very aggressive, a lefty could shoot a three. She was not afraid, so I would expect she will go somewhere.
0: Well, very good. Um, but, but, but the girls are a big, girls are a huge uh, are a number, surprise. Are they number? Are So do you have both, both boys and girls ranked number one in their respective classes?
1: Girls are two because so hmm. woman is one, hmm. and I don't think anybody's beat them. They may okay. run the
0: table.
2: Okay.
1: So, Old well, Gorman's going to be tough. And right now, like you could,
0: I mean, Mitchell's probably number two. They beat Harrisburg.
1: Who's number three? They beat Jefferson, who falls to five. I uh, think Brandon Valley's the other team they haven't played yet. That's ranked four. But yeah, Mitchell's Mitchell's a really good good team. Um, if they were to go nineteen and zero, they would they play Old Gorman the last game of the regular season. So if they could both get at 19 and 0, that'd be pretty cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Mitchell may drop a game before then, but yeah, if they could both be 19 and 0, that'd be that'd be a pretty big deal. Yeah. So yeah, boys are one. Boys are one with seed points, so that's good. Girls are two, and number two in seed points, so that's that's where you're seeded for the state tournament. So that's looking good.
0: Very good. Well, uh, we have several things to get to today, but first I want to, um, well, good luck with the game on Tuesday, I should say, first off, and then it's nice that the, the no games over the weekend, you can prep for the Super Bowl, I know. Yeah, one more, one more one I forgot about. Yes, yes. I guess about the schedule, because last weekend, the same thing was this Tuesday
1: yep. as it was last Tuesday, to where the girls are away, the boys are
0: home. Mere scheduling sucks.
1: Yes. So I talked about it with the summer League. And boys are at home tonight girls are on the road. And I put a post. I went to the game and I got a really good parking spot. And that was an indication to me that the crowd wasn't great. Right. The crowd ended up being pretty good. I'm like, there's no reason to do this because I want to cover both games, but I can't. And
2: mm-hmm. It
1: splits up the media. It splits up the fans, the coverage. You no, know, it's not good for anything. And every game can be a doubleheader. So I posted that and I got some reaction of yeah, a lot of people thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I don't don't split up the boys and girls. Well a couple people a couple people made some points and one, I mean one person if you saw it, one one guy said, uh or to the effect of I'd like you to put together a schedule. And I was like, Yes and I thought of you and I'm like, Yes, I would love to do that, yeah. as you would love to do that, yes. as you do do that with the Vikings. And, yes. Yes, please give me or at the very least, go through the schedule. I'll look at it. And I'll say, yeah, Panther Saint shouldn't play twice in three weeks. Get rid of that.
0: Yes, yes. I'll I'll will join you in this uh, in this joint venture. Schedule making is my favorite. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's hard to. And also, like one of the other considerations in this, and we talked about it with the Summit League too. And I think this goes for any small. Uh, You know, conference out there, especially for basketball in 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 the college ranks, is the economics of it all. Like, think about all the money you're using or you're spending on traveling, and whatnot for, um, you know, for for these teams that you could cut almost in half. Because I get that you'd probably have to, you know, you spend money on uh, hotel rooms and whatnot. But I mean. The smaller conferences, like the SWAC, they do it, but you know the SWAC doesn't have a lot of uh, really expendable money that they that they can just you know shill out for all of this. The Summit League should do it. I think they will probably go to that next year. They used the Western Illinois as an excuse, but then the OVC was able to incorporate Western Illinois, and they do doubleheaders. So I don't really think that that's um, that that's a valid excuse. But yeah, but certainly for. You know, at the high school level, why wouldn't you want a full uh, arena, full gymnasiums, packed with fans that could support both the boys and the girls at the same time? Like, it just, it makes sense.
1: And both teams are really good this year, so the crowds have been really good. Yes. And the Mitchell but, boys, after tonight, did have just one home game left, because, like, nine of their first ten were at
0: home. Yeah. And, you, one too, that's a and you're not You're not going to get it all of the time where both the boys and the girls are good in the same year. So, yes, like maybe Mitchell would be the exception this year because they're getting good crowds for games regardless. But this way you can at least in hopefully ensure that you're getting more support for both the boys and the girls, whereas, you know, some years if if you have a two-win team, if you have a two-win team and a ten-win team at this stage of the season, well, that two-win team, regardless if it's boys or girls, they're not going to draw a crowd, whereas if you had a scheduled doubleheader, you might get a few more people into the gym that would watch that game ahead of the boys. Like, that That to me just makes sense.
1: And tonight, you know, they play Tuesday night, and then if they don't play again until next Tuesday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they had a busy week. They had three games last week and a long trip out west. Mm -hmm. Um, Like next week or so, the boys have to go to Peter on a Friday night. Then they come right back and they are at Sioux Falls Roosevelt, who might be the second-best team in the state, the very next day on Saturday. That
0: that makes no sense. That's like asking a team flying out to the west coast to immediately come back and play a team like, in the central time zone, like, on a, on a short week. That that makes no sense.
1: There's a lot of days to get these games in. And I like that Pier i might go going to pier and then and the girls coming here on that night, so we won't be doing the boys, but it's nice to send them to Pierre on a Friday night. But that, that Roosevelt does need to happen the very next night. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling they probably lose that one because because Roosevelt's good, but you're at the disadvantage of playing the back to back, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: like in reckon, the NBA, like you know, you're playing at eight nine o'clock at night, and sometimes you got to turn around and play at one thirty the next day. So that's a little bit different than than what they're doing.
0: Well, I like for the Summit League tournament, the women, the eight nine matchup. I think what are they playing at five thirty or something Friday. And then yeah. they're going to have to play at twelve thirty on Saturday. That where's the fairness in that? If that's if they're going
1: to continue to do this eight versus nine or whatever it's going to end up being, then they make it a two thirty game and let let the two seed play first. Give them a couple extra hours. because... yes, it's it, it, that doesn't need to happen. But somebody somebody had something arguing for that or something. I didn't. I was like, what? Like, oh, I, or, oh this, was a, this was a proposal from Sturgis. There are 19 teams in A, and, the, and, the, and only the top 16 make the SONAC 16.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a, just a one-game qualifier for the state tournament. And they want the you know, 17, 18, and 19 to make it. I mean, these are some of the worst teams in the state. Like, the teams that still make it, you know, 14, 15, 16, are not very good. Mm-hmm. But for them to, to propose, yeah, we want a one in nineteen Brookings team to be able to play for the postseason. Like, no, that's that's absurd. I, uh, see,
0: I think for college. So for me personally, I think any eligible team that 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 is eligible for the for March Madness should be able to play in the in the conference tournament. Uh, right. I don't like the if if your team is. Still going through the D1 transition, get them out of there. I know the Atlantic Sun's done that a lot. The Northeast Conference, hell, I mean, the Summit League's going through that right now with Saint Thomas. If you're not eligible, sorry, butt out. You can't be in the tournament if you are ineligible for like a you know GPA and stuff. I know we've seen that a lot, primarily with like some of the SWAC schools or the, the smaller Southern conferences. You can't be in it. But I'm I'm for all of the teams. Being able to make it. Because it's a gauntlet of a season. Like next year, the Big Ten is going to 20 teams in their conference with the addition of USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon. But only, I believe, they they said 14 or 15 teams are making the tournament. I think they said 15. And I I get it. But at the same time, why, why not just have all 20? You can fit it. You can make changes to the schedule. I think if you're in a big league like this, let everyone get in and you know what if we see a team go on a meteoric rise and run through the tournament? I mean, how great would that be to see the 20th team all of a sudden have a chance to to get in? I mean, we like it was like with Georgia a number of years ago after the tornado ripped through the Georgia Dome and they had to, to switch the SEC conference tournament to uh, Georgia Tech's uh, home arena, and Georgia went on this run out of nowhere. I think they had to play like two games in in the same day or something, and Georgia ended up making the tournament, or they won the SEC tournament, made the NCAA tournament as a 14 seed. I'm okay with that at the college ranks, but I understand on the high school ranks, a 1-19 in 19 team, it's like, yeah, unlikely. College to me is a little different.
1: And it's you know so these college tournaments now with its twenty team conferences. Right? It would take a, literally a week to get through some of these, even longer than it does now. Like Michigan's the worst team in the Big Ten. Like they don't need to be. They don't need to be in this tournament. They're going to lose twenty games. So I'm I'm fine with we'll cutting that off and saying you know what, we, we don't need uh, fourteen to play twenty to get into this thing. Sure. so we don't need number seventeen playing number eighteen. So. We're, have I mean, cut off at some point because it's, it's a
0: bit ridiculous uh we will talk plenty of college basketball here in a little bit but i do want to point out you, you mentioned sdsu women here um madison what uh, last one she is out for the year now so another significant in, another season ending injury for uh for the sdsu women but they keep right on rolling they beat usd On Saturday, they have now won 11 in a row in, what, 40 straight Summit League games, so that is awfully impressive. The men lost a heartbreaker to NDSU. They hung on to beat uh, USD on Sunday on CBS Sports Network. Uh, They'll have another game on CBS Sports Network this Saturday against Oral Roberts. I'll just say it right now. I don't understand what the issue is with the SDSU men. They should be better than this. I don't get it. The Too many turnovers. Zeke Mayo isn't playing great. Uh, the three-point defense is atrocious. They should have won. They, you can't lose to the worst team in the Summit League, and NDSU is that if you look at the conference standings. Um I, I get that it's very tight, very tightly packed in the Summit League this year on the men's side, but uh, I, I'm very frustrated with the this men's team because they should be better than what they're showing, and I'm not understanding what, like, why they aren't clicking.
1: I think our expectations have been really high, and they're just not there anymore. Like, they are just not not among those best mid-major teams, they're just kind of getting by, and Zeke Mayo's good, and they got some other guys that step up, but it feels like not everybody's hitting on all cylinders, and yeah, they're just kind of getting by. It's not been impressive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, maybe maybe come become uh, Sioux Falls, they turn it around, but and, just that, and even on the women's side, it's not good. There's no team to challenge SDSU, and SDSU is not... Obviously, they're not anywhere near full strength and still doing what they are. I mean, they're they not playing close games, despite the injuries.
0: I think uh, I think uh, Matt Zimmer tweeted this out, that someone told him, or there was a, a, re, a response to a tweet that he sent out, that someone had mentioned that this is AJ's best uh, coaching job that he's ever done done uh which speaks volumes because AJ's done a remarkable coaching job throughout his tenure at SCC he's had a lot of very good teams but considering that they they're navigating through these season ending injuries to now three i would say significant role player if not stars on the team yeah that's and and for them to Win, having won now 11 games in a row, and 40 straight in the Summit League, or 39 straight, or maybe they're going for 40 this week against Oral Roberts. That is, that is significant. So yeah, it's maybe a down year on the the women's side. NDSU is probably, is the second best team on that side. USD, certainly not great. Oral Roberts does seem to be somewhat decent. Uh, So maybe, yeah, the, the level of competition isn't great, but regardless 39 straight conference wins, or 40 straight, is significant, and to be doing it down three of your better players uh, does speak wonders to what uh, Coach Johnson and his staff have been able to do with this team.
1: And they've always had a deep team, and I think this just speaks to their depth. Yes. Um, yep. They, they can go very deep on the bench. They've got five quality bench players that, if need be, can step into starting roles and and we've seen that, so, you know, maybe get a few redshirt years here this year for next year, and uh, maybe get a, maybe it balloons up in a couple years again like it has for a Sweet 16 run when, when somebody stay an extra year, so. Mm-hmm. Men out, the men are going to pull it off, but the women obviously will, will be in the tournament just a matter of, you know, what, what seed they get. if they can
0: Well, maybe it's the first it. four uh, trip to Dayton for SDSU, and that would qualify as a win if they got in. I, mean, I It shouldn't, but uh, it, it does. Uh, plenty more college basketball to come because it was a historic weekend, and uh, there are some happenings in the, the sport that we need to discuss. Uh, before we get to the Super Bowl talk, though, a uh, couple of quick baseball notes. Carlos Santana, first baseman, 14-year veteran, signs with the Minnesota Twins on a one-year deal. And Clayton Kershaw has re-signed with the L.A. Dodgers. Any thoughts on either of those transactions?
1: Yeah, Kershaw, I think he'll be back on the All-Star break, so he got to recover from his shoulder surgery, is what he had, so he'll be back, and this might be it for him. We'll see how he does, but this might be his last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Carlos Santana, a classic twin signing of a... Old veteran guy that's, I had a decent year last year, but it's barely hanging on just to, just to fill a spots at first base or DH and add some depth. It's like, can't you give these at bats to some other guy? So he'll bat about 200. He might hit 20 home runs if he plays. His on base will be okay, it'll be average, but. A very underwhelming offseason. And they keep signing these just random relief pitchers. I think hoping open one of those sticks It was a Brock Stewart last year was a random guy, and mm-hmm. he did really well before he got hurt. So I think they're open for something like that, or you look at these guys, and they haven't done anything, and their numbers aren't very good, but they're open to unlock something in them. So uh, some projections came out, and they've got the twins at 88 wins. Oh, I don't see that.
0: Um, is that tops in the AL Central? Yeah,
1: they got them winning it. They've got Cleveland at two, Detroit at three. I like Detroit to win the division. I don't like Cleveland because they still can't score, and the Twins' offense never got going like you thought, like you think they would. So at that point, i okay, well, maybe this is just what they are, mm-hmm. and I think this is just what they are, and I don't. And yeah, their pitching, their starting pitching carried them greatly last year. And I I mean, I'm bullish on the, the Tigers to, to win this division, so
0: Bobby, I don't think... Yep, sorry, go ahead.
1: I, I don't think the Twins are making the playoffs, so I... Yeah, 88 wins seems like a stretch to me.
0: Bobby DeWitt signing an, what, an 11-year, $229 million extension with the Kansas City Royals, so uh, he is locked up. He's one of the their better players. He's probably the best player on the Royals, so it's nice to see the Royals locking up one of their guys long-term, but we'll, we'll see what um, happens with the rest of the Royals here moving on. Um,
1: it's always, I mean,
0: they made some nice moves, some pitching moves that
1: I wish the Twins would have made, but yes. I always I find it interesting, you know, the Royals never spend any money on anybody, but in a situation like this, like, oh, we're going to spend big money on our, on our big superstar that we brought up, and the Twins never spent any money, but they'll open the checkbook up for Joe Maurer and give him $200 million. Mm-hmm. Like, they can do this if they want to, they just don't want to. Right. So that's, it's nice to sign them and keep them, but it's also frustrating to know that if they really wanted to, they could go out and get. Scum. They they got Carlos Correa. I don't know why, but they did. Mm-hmm. They certainly fucking didn't need a shortstop. But for whatever reason, they decided we're gonna for the first time ever spend huge money on a free agent, and it's gonna be this guy. So, yeah, he's a good young player. Power speed. I'm sure, the Royals will be decent here in a couple years, but.
2: That's always frustrating. I'm not frustrated by the Dodgers spending all the, all the money in the world.
1: I'm frustrated by, like, the Pirates. Oh, so we can sign Andrew McCutcheon, but that's a week out. We, God forbid we sign a couple other guys. So yes. that's very
0: frustrating. Oh, a- another baseball uh, note that I and that I need to mention. Corbin Burns is on the move from yeah. Milwaukee to Baltimore. That is a significant trade, and it didn't seem like Baltimore gave up a ton for what they're getting back
1: couple players that did not seem like a lot that um, assuming he can stay healthy he will be their their best guy saying saw young a couple years ago so and they need that they need that starting pitcher that 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 guy mm-hmm. to get him through so if he can uh, do what he did with Milwaukee they they should be pretty good so
2: yep I agree
1: yeah probably that was all the tough shit. There've been teams lining
0: up for him. Right, right. To me, it, and it, I don't know. The NL Central is going to be fascinating. Like, are the Cubs probably the team to beat now? I feel like the Brewers are going to take a step back. Um, all of these projections are starting to come out. Yeah, there's so many guys unsigned.
1: It, right, Rear I mean,
0: Brewers? it's impossible to. Yeah, so
1: it's like okay, predict. these projections. I don't, you know, I don't give a. F- that's like I don't want to that's ready, like ready,
0: but... that's like predicting. The 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 upcoming NFL season in March before free agency signs, yeah. or the... it
1: is like a lot of these percentages we talked about a couple of weeks ago with the NFL and. Mhm. Like, well, it's called Pekoda. The Baseball Prospectus puts out their uh, their standings and their projections, and like, well, where's Blake Snell gonna sign? Where is Cody Bellinger gonna sign? These are guys that I think would have. These would be guys that would be worth a couple of wins to whoever they sign with. Um, they have the St. Louis Cardinals at 85 wins to win that division. Hmm. Is what they have. Hmm. Hmm. They've got, uh, you've got the, the Braves at 100. They've got the Dodgers at 101.
0: Didn't know Sonny Gray was that big of an investor, uh, Move the meter that much in terms of the Cardinals winning that many more games.
1: And he's a big deal, but hopefully, hopefully, Nolan Arenado is better. Paul Goldschmidt is better. These are guys in their early to mid thirties now, and they're kind of on their last little run here. Right. They have Colorado and Washington as the worst two teams. I, I know Washington wasn't awful last year. No, bad start, but then turned it around.
0: Got a lot of young yeah. talent on that team. I, well, how? 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 Or oh, is this just the NL? It's not the all of baseball. Cause I would think Oakland would be the last. Uh, they are
1: open at 64 wins. They've got uh, the Yankees winning that division. I've got to see that. They've got Baltimore winning only 86. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Baltimore's going to come out from winning 101 to 86. I guess they've, they've got your wild card team's been in Toronto, Baltimore, Tampa, Texas, some sort of tiebreaker there. So really no, no surprises. You'd probably be able to guess what these teams – Within
0: three or four ways I would imagine. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. of course, you know, I want uh, I, I, I should. I print this out now, and then I can compare it to what actually happened.
0: Right. Well, and, and inevitably, it'll change. Hopefully, as spring training progresses, and you know, if the injuries or, of course, other free agents sign and stuff, it's hopefully it's just a. We're projecting it now based on where things currently stand. Um, yeah. But. We'll see. Let's get to the big game though—the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty-Eight this weekend, Las Vegas. It is a scheduled six-thirty p.m. Eastern kickoff. Uh, it's not uh, six twenty-eight. It's not six twenty-four. Not six twenty-six. Six twenty-nine. It is. It does say six thirty. We'll see if that happens or not. Why well, am I going to be looking at my TV at five thirty and this fucking not going to be starting? Oh, I know. They'll probably still be doing uh, "God Bless America." At that, like point.
1: we can time this shit out. We can know
0: this isn't difficult. Yep. Um, I do. Feel we don't like the su- it takes, I so. do feel like the Super Bowl though is is so is, is timed far better than any other uh, championship, really for the most part. Um, spe- like especially well,
1: the, the, the football game this year started I thought extremely early. I was still taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> like at six forty-five. I'm like I'll take a shower. I'll do this it will probably get going about 7. It's like 6:45. We're like the drive into the game. I'm like, "What? That's nice." I'm like, "What the fuck happened here?" Well,
0: maybe they got uh they got a little smarter and uh they heard from enough people after what uh what took place the year before between TCU and and uh in Georgia. But this again uh, rematch from what the the Super Bowl in twenty twenty it was Andy Reid's first Super Bowl victory he'd ever had. It's the San Francisco forty nine ers, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I mean, two very good teams. Christian McCaffrey. It, it, it's it's very odd because of how the season went for the Chiefs. The offense was sputtering. The defense was carrying them, and the defense is still very good. The offense seems to be picking it up a little bit. Uh Isaiah Pacheco runs very well. It doesn't sound like they will be with uh their left guard, Joe Tooney, uh that peck injury gonna keep him out. But Rashi Rice, their rookie wide receiver, he's picking it up. Travis Kelsey, of course, great. So the offense is doing well. The defense is playing solid. How do you think San Francisco's offense, with two weeks to prepare, can attack that Kansas City defense and have success because that's a, a, that is the key matchup in this game to me is Kansas City's defense against San Francisco's offense.
1: They better get up early because they don't give up once in the second half. So if they struggle early, they're not going to be able to do what they did. Mm-hmm. Event, uh, the Lions or Packers, I don't, I don't see them completing the, you know the, the two. The two comebacks, and there was only seven against the Packers. It was significantly more against Detroit. So, mm-hmm. I think, like, the, the San Francisco defense has to show up. Yes. And they have to stop the Chiefs offense. Like, like, Baltimore kind of stopped their offense. And, like, you need to shut down Mahomes. And teams have been able to do that, but they're, the Kansas City defense has just been... Too good, so it's I don't know when they when they played the first time in the Super Bowl. Mahomes had two sacks and four interceptions, mm-hmm. but, that, but they still won. So that's a, that's a good recipe to win. So I think he'll probably throw one interception at least, but but you know it, it, it's a pick'em game. San Francisco's a one and a half point favorites. You just feel like the way the Chiefs defense is playing that and how poorly the San Francisco offense is played, that doesn't go together.
0: Well, and how poorly their defense is played, too. I mean, that's, I think, the, the most remarkable thing to me in all of this is that they go out and they get... Uh, uh Chase Young from Washington. of course you have Nick Bosa you got Jeron Hargrave, the, the defensive tackle in the middle Fred Warner I think is arguably the best linebacker in football and they have just struggled and I think Steve Wilkes their defensive coordinator made mention of it last week like yeah we can't get off to a slow start again. we don't it, it seems like they don't understand why it's happening. And that, I think, is the most confounding thing about San Francisco this postseason is I would have thought the defense would have been able to uh, really to slow down an inexperienced Packers team, even though, yes, the Packers destroyed Dallas and stuff. I thought, okay they'll be okay. I thought, you know what? okay the Lions, very good offense, you know, great offensive line. But the 49ers would eventually be able to to make some plays. And they got shredded in that first half against Detroit. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not, i am i am not sold or I'm not confident as we get closer to kickoff that this 49ers defense is all of a sudden going to be able to flip the switch. They should, given the players that they have, but we haven't seen it yet. And you, you'd be kind of crazy to think that, oh, eventually, like they're going to turn it on now. This might just be who they are at this stage of the season.
1: I think the Chiefs are going to win this one in a blowout.
0: Really? Okay. Okay.
1: Like what? What? Like what has San Francisco done? Again, they haven't done anything. They have not looked good. Are they just gonna? I mean, they haven't looked good in a long time. Their last regular season game was the Ravens, and they looked terrible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and, and the Rams one doesn't count because they didn't play anybody. Right. And they didn't look good against the Packers, and they looked atrocious versus the Lions.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So unless they can get a bunch of turnovers and sacks, unless they can turn something around here. Yeah, I just see this not being good at all. Like San Francisco to be, you know, just a one point favorite. How are they favored? Is the question I keep hearing. Like how are they to I think every. I think most people think the Chiefs are going to win.
0: Well, I think if you're looking at offense and the weapons that you have, San Francisco clearly has the advantage there because Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football. Debo Samuel, I think, is the best utility wide receiver or you know multi use. Because, and I I think for San Francisco to win this game, it's got to be a big Debo game. They've got to use him on sweeps, reverses, like just short screens, and just let him bulldoze over the likes of LeJarrius Sneed or uh, McDuffie, whoever the Chiefs want to throw at him. He's bigger than everyone, but can he stay healthy? And that's the big question with Debo is, Is he going to be able to stay healthy? But I would feed Debo a lot early and often. And then use Christian McCaffrey. Like It it shouldn't even be a question. Yes, throw to Brandon Ayuk sometimes or George Kittle. But if Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel isn't touching the ball at least once every other play... San Francisco's going to have a lot of issues against Kansas City here. And if it does come down to special teams, I know who I'm trusting, and that's uh, Harrison Butt kicker over uh, Jake Moody, the, the rookie kicker from San Francisco.
1: I don't think San Francisco scores 20 points.
0: Okay. All right.
1: I, I think they're... I would say that, I would say the Chiefs' defense is so underrated. Yes. Like, it should be the first, second, and third things they talk about all year long. It's all it's been about these terrible receivers. It's been about the tight end and off-field stuff. Like, this defense, this is... And, and if I got to fucking watch this game and it's it's 35-14 to 14 and they win,
2: or I guess, and, and, you know... And if it's that score, Mahomes probably has a big day. Mm-hmm. But if
1: Mahomes throws for, like, two touchdowns and 200 yards, and I got to hear about... Oh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, no. Fucking the, the defense had eight sacks and four interceptions. I'm, I'm with you
0: because last year, what did I say? Nick Bolton should have been the MVP of that yeah. game against Philadelphia. I do think that the defense has been talked about more this year than they have been in years past, but that's because they've been so much better. I'll be curious to see if Chris Jones returns. I doubt he will. It doesn't sound like it's going to work price range-wise. So... This is really the last hurrah, perhaps, for him and this great Kansas City defense. I I predicted 49ers over the Chiefs at the beginning of the season. I said it last week that that was what I was sticking with, but as we get closer and just the more I think about it, I, I think I have to lean towards Kansas City here. I think they are playing better, more complete football. I have not seen the 49ers play that way. Yet, and as you said, if the 49ers don't get off to a really good start on both sides of the football, they aren't going to be able to come back in that second half. They just aren't. The Chiefs' defense is too good. You wouldn't think so. But
1: yeah, they have to get off to a good start early. They can't turn the ball over, their defense has to show up. It's They have not looked good. Usually, both teams get to the Super Bowl and are like, oh, yeah, they're playing while. And it's like, well, not not really.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're just going by. So, yeah, it's I don't know. I would have preferred Lions, Kansas City, but in San Francisco, if they lose again, it's like geez, if they turn it into the Buffalo Bills. Yes. Like you're, you're there all the time. You get there. You get there. You get there. You never win.
0: Kyle so. Shan- Kyle Shanahan is looking to win his first Super Bowl if he does with the 49ers. He, will, he and his his father's Mike Shanahan, former head coach of the Denver Broncos, they will become the, the first father son duo, head coaching duo, ever to win Super Bowls as a head coach. So that's a little nugget there of information, a cool little thing to keep an eye on. Of course, Andy Reid. until Clint Kubiak
1: leaves the Saints to a Super Bowl in 10 years, then they'll be joined by Clint and Gary Kubiak. Yes. Will be the second father yes. son. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I of course I'm hoping you know for Kansas City to win this game, hopefully we get some good commercials. I is this the new thing where the companies that are that have paid for an ad spot in the Super Bowl are now just gonna tease all of these commercials? I get you can find them online. I don't do that, that spoils the fun, but how many times have we said oh Watch for the big, uh, you know, this commercial debuts February 11th. They're like, oh, watch Uber Eats February 11th for you know the the big well, commercial. It's like I I don't recall this ever happening. Is this the new the new tease the new thing? Like we're we're paying we're we're paying for an ad spot here well ahead of the Super Bowl to just say, hey, this is a commercial to for the actual commercial that will be shown during the Super Bowl.
1: Seems like it. Years since I've seen a commercial that I thought was really good. Yeah,
0: they, they keep being uh, disappointing.
1: Now, uh, while we on with the thing, Colin Coward had the thing that everybody retweeted. Yes. And um, I think he's a fucking idiot. Um, he, 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 like he, every couple months there'll be a post of he randomly gets a thing wrong or they'll have his old post saying this guy was going to be good when he was in fact awful mm-hmm. or this guy was awful when in fact he was good. Yes. Obviously idiot in that
2: aspect.
1: Yes. And I've always, always disliked him and thought he was among the worst at what he does. And then he had a thing about, I guess it's lonely, lonely men who hate Taylor Swift, I guess, because they, they want to be with her, I guess was the theme of his thing. I think was, it, was that the theme that was the, it was guys who were lonely.
0: And I think, well, they, that was a part the demographic he was talking about or referring to, but he's just more like, you know, just angry old, angry people who just don't want to see Taylor Swift support Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs.
1: It's like, I'm just sick of seeing him on TV. That's all it is for me. So it's yep. like, I'm sure there's like lonely, lonely men who can't get a girlfriend who like her and I guess are now jealous of her. I I, I don't know
0: about see, that. See, I think... I, I think there are two camps, and I think you are in in one camp that just doesn't want to see her as much on TV. You don't you don't care like it has it's, it's nothing to do with Taylor Swift. It's the networks that continue to show her on TV. Whereas other people like genuinely hate Taylor Swift. For and now
1: I'm starting to turn because of all of these Republicans hate her like they do. Yeah, That makes me a fan of her. Yes, they go out That's see. True be a bigger voice than you were four years ago when yes. you, were, you were kinda out there saying hey vote I don't know if you Yep. They kinda said vote for well, at least not vote for Trump, vote for Biden. Well she had the Biden
0: so, cookies, I think. So
1: uh she was out there so so be out there more and if uh the idiots at Fox News wanna make this made up thing a thing
0: No a, it's a Psyop. It's a PSYOP and they keep saying well, there's way too much Taylor Swift, and yet they devote 286 segments in a week to Taylor Swift. So they do. It's 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 a weird. It's
1: it's, it's Fox News. It's just weird. So so hopefully she gets more, much more involved. ball. Say yeah. Fuck it. If I was the Biden folks, I'd say you want to get on the plane and the trains with us and go where we want to go. We want you to be front and center. We want you to drive these fucking people crazy. Yeah, I would do that. I would call her up and say, "What are you comfortable doing? uh, Do you want to be at the at the convention this summer? Uh, What What do you want to do to help us win this thing? It'll have to work with her tour schedule.
0: Also, she won her 13th Grammy on Sunday, and she's debuting a new album uh, in April. So that's exciting news. There, I did see though. The New York Times also did a piece on her, and it was specifically regarding the airtime. And they 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 looked at it all throughout the season, and on average, she was shown on TV in a three plus hour game, 60 plus minute, you know 60 plus minutes of game time, she was shown on average twenty for twenty-five seconds. It got up to it increased to forty-four seconds. For the AFC Championship game, so I want 25 seconds in a three hours, three plus hour game time span is not is is a drop in the bucket. So is it is it, so? My question to you is, is it not the amount of time, but it's the number of times yeah. that should, so if they show because I think they had said oh the uh like for the AFC Championship game that. The that CBS showed crab cakes and you know, like a local restaurant longer than they did Taylor Swift, and 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 so, like, they, they did all this report, they, they looked at it all and stuff, and they that's what they found is that okay, it's not like Taylor Swift was shown less than crab cakes. But is it the number... So it's not the duration, it's the number of times. So if they showed her, like, twice, ten seconds each, that would be better than five yes. times for five seconds each. Is that is that what when I'm understanding? When they show
1: her, when they show her, like for three seconds. And it's unnecessary, yeah. and it's after a touchdown. I guarantee after their first touchdown, they will show her on playoff. Yes. Oh, yeah. And score a touchdown, doesn't matter who the hell scores. They will go... So, I mean... You don't need to do that. Let's, all right, let's get ready for their first touchdown. Let's see what the tight end's girlfriend thinks.
0: It's only if Travis scores. It should be anything Travis Kelsey related.
1: Yeah, be, if that was the way it was, I think I'd be a little bit better about it, but it's not. It's it, the number of times you know, they, they, they've come up with the number, you know, the 30, 40 seconds.
0: Yeah, that that's why I was um, just curious if it was the, because, you
1: know. It is, every, it is every quarter, it is every touchdown. But the crab cakes, they show them once. They don't show crab cakes five times. See, They don't go to it, and then they don't go to it the next quarter, and then yeah. they don't show it again the third quarter, and then they don't show it again the fourth quarter, and then they don't show it again after the game. It's a one-time thing. we will go to a local restaurant. You're going to see the fish be thrown in Seattle. Yeah. You're going to see all this shit happen uh, in the cities in which they so, happen. They don't show it seven times during the game. So, so that's that, one of
2: the deals. Again,
0: that, and that's why I wanted to make sure that I like that your opposition is towards the number of times shown and not the duration um, of it. And I think that that makes sense. And she said, you know, she, she mouthed the, the CBS, get off me uh, or get the camera off me at the AFC Championship game. So we'll see if maybe any of her representatives have uh, approached CBS and I- said – Please don't show her as much. Respect her wishes. I doubt they will listen, or maybe that conversation didn't take place. But uh, inevitably, that's going to be one of the prop bets here. Do you do prop bets for the Super Bowl? And if so, um, what prop bets will you be partaking in?
1: I have not. um, In the past I've done, remember I did the um, Luke Bryan
0: Oh, like the the national anthem over or under. Yeah, I
1: did that. And then he like did a, a, a NASCAR race, and I I got that one right. He was over or under whatever it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like betting, of course, is a losing proposition. But I have not uh, bet on anything like that. Um, um well, I want to ask you. Let's say it was Leonardo DiCaprio that they showed seven times a game. Yeah. Well, you say, you know what? I don't like this. Get this off my TV because I don't like this guy.
0: I I hate him. I don't like him, but it would not. Just
1: imagine that. Leonardo DiCaprio is dating Travis Kelsey. Oh, boy. It It would not. It would be annoying. It would. would... this off my TV. I don't
0: need to see this. I don't think it would truly, like, bug me. Like, okay, well you're 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 talking about someone I don't like, so that, that would yes, be something. So I, I, I don't I
1: don't like I don't I would say I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm not a fan of hers. I don't think she's good at what she does, so I don't like her. Okay. But but you I think Leonardo DiCaprio yes. is really good at what he does. Yeah. You don't you don't like him. I
0: don't. I think he's very overrated. I we watch him, I think, oh this guy's this guy's a good actor. he, he does good things. It would, but I don't think it would completely wreck my football watching experience. Like I wouldn't lose my mind over it, like the Swifties or that that people who are against Taylor Swift are. Yes. So. Nathan. Yes. I want to.
3: What
1: do you got?
3: close. Yes. Yep. I want to interject because I don't care about Taylor Swift either. And she, she, and Melissa is
1: not an angry single white man or a Republican. I
3: don't care about either one. Yes. And I don't care about. Or for 50 seconds on the screen, whatever. Yep. What irritates me is that it blows up my social media for the entire week.
0: Yes. Yes.
3: And every single commercial I see on TV, my YouTube TV wants to sell me all this crap. Mm-hmm. I get I just get bombarded with like sales pitches because I'm thirty five
2: mm-hmm.
3: of everything Taylor Swift when I couldn't care less. It is overwhelming how, as a female yeah. of 35 of her age, that I have been blasted with her content because I
0: watched the book. Because I watched the book. See, that's interesting. That, because that's mind Yeah, no, and yeah, if you're getting bombarded and flooded, see, that's interesting because I haven't, like, you know, because I've liked certain, you know, posts of, like Taylor Swift and. And and stuff. I have been getting more of you know like the Swifty Twitter handles and whatnot, but you know because of the algorithms and whatnot. But I haven't like seen a lot of commercials or anything like that. I haven't I haven't I haven't been bombarded with product placement or stuff that she is pushing. It's been more like the fan interaction, the social media interaction, like these like I said these Twitter handles that I am getting. I haven't seen the products at all. So that that to me is interesting that that that's what you're getting, uh, which I again I don't, it, I don't know, know if that's the I don't know if that's the algorithm, but it, it is interesting that we're we're kind of experiencing two different things there where you're getting the products and I'm not.
3: But I'm a female that shops clothing and jewelry and stuff online. Right. Right. I think that's why it targets.
0: Okay. And, Yes, and that's very well could be it, but that's also too. I think you know, in, in part based on like the the algorithms out there and whatnot.
1: Now well, I also okay. So they say okay, she's on TV for this for a minute, thirty five seconds.
2: Yeah.
1: Obviously, I don't watch the commercials. I'm fast forwarding through all this stuff, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're cutting the three hours down to about not two to about two at most. So there's that, and then. Compare her. Say how how long how long is Andy Reid on the television set? Somebody hmm. who's involved in the game. How long is Kyle Shanahan shown on TV? A I, minute or two. How so How long are they going to be shown on TV? I,
0: I bet. They, I think they are shown longer than than Taylor Swift would be. But I well, would. Have I,
1: to I I, I, I want to maybe keep track of that just specifically yes. for this game. Yep. So the time is kickoff. To the end of the game, how long are the coaches shown?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then how long is anybody else? Because she's not affiliated with the game whatsoever. She's got no involvement in the game. She's dating right. one of the players. Yeah. Who is who is number two on the list for random celebrity shown for the longest? And would that be anywhere close to 10 seconds? How long? No. Sure. Usher's wife?
0: Usher's,
1: uh... Usher's kids? I'm sure his two kids. I know who his wife is. no idea who his kids are. They're not going to show him during.
0: Christian McCaffrey is engaged, or to be, or he maybe he's married to. Uh, I think a model. No, uh, no, they will show his dad during the game. Yeah. For yep. No more than ten seconds. Kyle Usechek's wife has been getting uh, has has been getting a lot of attention because of the like the 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 clothing True. designs that she's made for players. So she might get. Some of that, so her notoriety is is rising.
1: Oh, oh, oh They will show Mike Shanahan once. They will show uh, Ed McCaffrey once.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. They, they will show them one time. Like, All think, right, here's the dad. I I of the think you're the dad of the coach.
0: I think for and the Super- that
1: will be it. They will not go back to Mike Shanahan. They might go back to him once. I at bet at the they, end of the game. I want to see him at
3: Inbound. He's not gonna
1: be. I
0: bet. I bet they show them. Uh, you know, uh, Ed McCaffrey and Mike Shanahan more during the Super Bowl than they would other, a mundane week 14 regular season game. Well, they showed it more than once. It depends on how the game is going. Well, uh, th- that, I think that's what it's going to be. It, it, it the, How the game goes is going to dictate how many times they showed those guys. I, if, I, if I threw the over under a four and a half uh, times that CBS will show Taylor Swift from kickoff to the um, end of the game, so not not like not after the game is done when you know the you have all of the you know the the, the streamers falling and everyone celebrating. So from the moment that
1: not, not after the game, will they will show here for a
0: solid minutes
1: in addition to all the stuff they've already done.
0: Yeah, so I've I, four and a half times over or under for for Taylor Swift being shown. Over.
1: Over. Okay. Chiefs are going to win. They're, they're going to show her immediately after the game when they win.
0: Yeah, but, but Kelsey, I, Kelsey I said gonna, immediately after the game doesn't count. It's right, like, it's got to throw They'll, a they'll show her with like five seconds left and the confetti's starting to fall. Yep. So that will count.
1: Kelsey will score. They'll score at least four touchdowns. They'll be shown at least after two of those. Yep. Uh, they'll be shown after Travis Kelsey catch.
0: See, I think it's – and that's why I say regarding Mike Shanahan and um, Ed McCaffrey, it would – if San Francisco's doing really well and they're scoring touchdowns, and they're they're dominating the game Well, I don't think gets, show, them I don't know, show them once and say, hey, here's the coach and the dad. The no, dad but I but I think coach. as the as a game no. gets closer to being done and if the 49ers are like, "Oh, they come up with a big stop, like let's say it's 24 to 17 late and the the Chiefs get hell uh, the Chiefs go for on fourth down and don't get in. There's 3 minutes to go and uh, Jim Nance says, "Oh, and the 49ers can sense victory here with 3 minutes to go. I wouldn't be surprised to show Kyle Shanahan and then they go to Mike Shanahan. He's celebrating because he's like, yes, my son's going to do it. Or, you know, Ed McCaffrey because of that. I think it how the game flow goes dictates how many times those guys get on camera. Now, will it be as much as they would show Taylor Swift or will show Taylor Swift? No, absolutely not. But they aren't mega pop stars and, like, the most popular female and the number one artist in the world right now. Like, she... And that's, I think, the... the that's one stark difference. Is she is the most famous and most popular and hottest name out there over anyone, and that's even better. Like more than like Leo, who he brought up earlier. Like at that time, yeah. he's not the number one actor in the world uh or who number did one guy. Ed
1: McCaffrey after Debo Samuel scores a
0: question. Right. Yeah, see, that's what like, we none don't. Of it, none of it makes sense. Right. That's what we don't need. We don't need. Uh, uh, the MVS scoring a touchdown and then it pops right to Taylor Swift. We don't need that.
1: Well, that's I agree. what's going to happen because that's what
0: has happened. I, I know, and I, I agree with you that it shouldn't.
1: Oh, so okay, so how much time is she on? How much time is any, any anybody else on the screen that is not in the game that's in the crowd? Did they did they show Eminem during the 49ers game? Yes. Uh, well, no, I, think... I, I don't. I fast forward through some stuff. He was there. I saw pictures of him. Yep. I did not see him during the game. If they did, I missed it.
0: I thought they he showed of, him.
1: Because he was part of the Open for NBC the week before. Yep. yep, They showed him once during the game, which is customary. I did not see him, and if I did... If they showed him, I did. I missed that.
0: They showed him three or four times the game before against the Rams. Um, they probably couldn't show him a lot because he was flipping 49ers fans the double bird. Um,
1: and, then, and I'm a big fan of his, so keep doing that.
0: Yeah, and how'd that work? Uh, how'd that work out for Eminem? I don't know. He didn't play. Well, wow. that that's true. That's true. Um, so we both. Now, are, are leaning towards Kansas City winning this game? You have them in a blowout. I have them winning a closer game, uh, even though it goes against my preseason prediction. Uh, so that leads us into who will the opening uh, opponent be for the Super Bowl winner? And for San Francisco, there's an obvious choice. Uh, tell me if you agree with this: the Detroit Lions.
2: Yes,
1: they opened up last year. Yep, they open up next year.
0: The the other opponents that San Francisco I think could open up with the Dallas Cowboys. You're I don't think you're going to do a Super Bowl rematch with the Chiefs, regardless. Like it, it that's just not something that we've we've seen. Um, they didn't do it last year with the Chiefs and the Eagles, so I don't think they're going to do it this year. I could see the Cowboys in there, but to me, it, it seems. And the Jets would be only because Aaron Rodgers returns to the Bay Area against his former team. I think it's the Detroit Lions, though. I think that's. I would,
1: I would, I would be good with either of those three. Usually, there's one that sticks out. I like. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I like that. I like Dallas. Hmm. I, I, it would have to be one of those three. I would be good, good with all of those.
0: Okay. and Kansas City would be the fourth option. I just don't see it happening. For them there, Kansas.
1: I, I, would, I would maybe go with the Jets because all those other games should be good later on. Yeah, I like you brought up that point in the past. Like, you know, we don't need Buffalo, Kansas City week one. Right. So those week ten. Uh, I don't know how good the Jets are going to be, and I don't know how long Largent is going to be around. So I want to get that that out of the way because all those other games
2: should be fun time. Mm-hmm. So, and, and those
0: should be good. Yep. I just think Detroit's probably the heavy favorite there for that. Um, and bit, if, if, if putting them first two years in a row, does that hurt? I don't know. See, and that was. Yeah, that boy, was
1: I mean, of course, they're going to win it next year, Stack. That's going to be three years yeah, in a row true. of that's, the
0: Lions playing game one. Well, and that was, that's the only thought in my mind that, that's different with this is that do you put the Detroit Lions on opening kickoff back to back years after. But. To me, like they were, the NFL was looking like, oh boy, what what are we gonna have here, you know, with the Lions? Like they're kind of a hot team, and Kansas City wanted, you know, had some choices regarding their Germany game and yada yada yada. This, to me, though, with San Francisco and Detroit this year, it just feels like it's it screams opening kickoff. Um, but but we'll see. Kansas City's a little more in a little more difficult. There's only one. For me, there's one There's one choice. Okay, is it the Chargers? Because that's my top choice. No, I, I can see that, but no. Because I, I want Harbaugh and Herbert coming into Kansas City. Uh, either that, do you go to Houston Texans? No. Baltimore? No. Cincinnati? Yes. Okay.
1: The one team, the one singular team in that conference has been able to beat them in the last five years has been Cincinnati okay that is my game one and I think that's going to be your final game of the year in the AFC once it comes down to it okay so I, uh, I Baltimore get fucked you're done okay um, yeah I mean I, I think it's yeah the Chargers I think the Chargers are for maybe I would say a
0: favorite I'm picking the Badgers okay I, and I, I like that choice as well so, and then you know what, because I think you need a game with a tie. Though this last year, Detroit and Kansas City, there was no tie between those two teams. But you kind of like the storylines there. Certainly the Chargers with Harbaugh and Herbert visiting. But that that could be a, a, a late afternoon or a primetime game later on in the season. As could Cincinnati, if we're being honest. But um, Baltimore, like that AFC Championship game just didn't have like the the chutzpah, the the... The, the the back and forth, the, the, the excitement that Detroit and San Francisco... I don't need Francisco. to see that game again. That was a boring football yeah. game. Yep. I, and, I do not need to see that game again. Yep, and I and I agree with that. Houston would be interesting just because, you know, they're, it. I think Houston could be Detroit of last year, yeah. uh, of this past season, if that makes sense, because... And the NFL's like, wow, we you know we think Detroit's got a real chance here to be captivating very good this year, so we're going to put them on primetime right away. Houston is like that this year, or could be that next year, except they already made the playoffs this year, but they're going to be even better next year with C.J. Stroud, so I could see Houston being there.
1: <sighs> I don't want Houston to turn into Jacksonville. Right. Where people annoy them and say, well, they're going to be better because they were good last year. They
0: won a playoff game and then they just turned to garbage. Well, right, but that could that could have been Detroit this year, too. Every, wasn't. Everyone had said, oh But, but
1: they're very they're, they're a young team, but they got a veteran quarterback, they've got some veterans on that team. Uh they played very well at the end of last year, did not make the playoffs. So they right. still have that. Hey, we haven't even gotten the playoffs yet. Yep. We need to get there first.
0: Yeah, I I like Cincinnati. I I don't think they go Baltimore. I'm gonna, you'll go Cincinnati, and I, I I like that one. I'm gonna go with the Chargers, though. I could see that game being pushed back.
1: If um, I had a bet, I'm always bet Chargers.
0: Yeah, so. If
1: I'm into the choice, so I'm putting Cincinnati
0: in that. Yep. Nope. And and that and that makes sense there, especially because we hope that Cincinnati is gonna be better next year than what they were this year, of course. All they have to do is have their quarterback there, and they'll be there. Right. Exactly right. We'll see if T. Higgins will be back, though. That's going to be the question. Well, so so that's uh, who we got here for the opening opponent. That's our our guest there. Anything else regarding the Super Bowl we need to get to?
1: For the first time ever, Kirk Cousins has beaten a Super Bowl team during the year. Mm-hmm. He was 0-12 against teams that reached the Super Bowl. They lost to the Chiefs, so he's 0 13, but he also beat San Francisco, so now he's 1 13 in the regular season against teams that end up in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But he is 0 6 against the winner. Yes. So if the Chiefs win, he'll be 0 7.
0: Well, but also to the flip side of that, no team that has ever lost to Kirk Cousins has won the Super Bowl in the same season so by that uh, that would be that would be the same well uh, that would be the same thing yeah Yep.
1: yeah, yeah it's, Kirk Cousins is 0-6 against the eventual Super Bowl winner so yeah so, so yeah so San Francisco uh, not gonna win based on that
0: yep yep so we'll see if the Kirk Cousins curse continues here um,
1: so what what is, what is it, saying two years and 90 million if we're we believe would the been
0: been ruled. That seems awfully high. I don't think that's going to be the asking price. If
1: that's the price, then, then we're out of. We're we out of the Kirk Cousins.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You can't do it for not for two year ninety million. Um. It. No. Nope. I. I. I would refuse on that, given the cap space. And yeah. Nope. Nope. Don't want that. I don't think that's the case. I think someone's throwing that out there to try and. Um, Stir the market up a little bit. I, I don't think that's the case.
1: Yeah, we're. Man, that's... And, and if uh, Mahomes wins, well, regardless of, the, of his impact on the game, that put him at three. And only four other guys have won three. But...
0: I think it immediately vaults him up to number two behind Tom Brady.
1: I think Peyton Manning's is the best I've ever seen. I would go.
0: Uh... I would agree with that. If we're looking at Super Bowl. <sighs>
1: Like, I would go in and, you know, Mahomes has got a long career ahead of him. So mm-hmm. Unless something happens, he'll be one. Fate Manning would be my two. <laughs> then after that, I don't know. But.
0: Yep. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. A lot of legacies will be made. And regardless, the Chiefs are already a dynasty. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, winning a third Super Bowl, winning a back-to-back uh, years, would solidify that and cement that that status.
1: And if Brock Purdy can win, that really elevates him. Yes. Would you I would agree? Elev- I would say it elevates him more than it would Mahomes. Yes. Uh, because then he would be seen as one of those guys. You know, he's, For me, he's done enough already. He's-
0: Do you think, though, because I heard this er- earlier in the week, it's that if if Brock Purdy loses, it's like, okay, he's still a good quarterback. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Like, yeah, the 49ers are in good hands. But a, uh, a Super Bowl win for him solidifies his place among the great young quarterbacks or great quarterbacks in the game today. With Patrick Mahomes, it winning or losing the Super Bowl doesn't matter in terms of where his place is at in the game. But it cements his status all time. So this game is big for the quarterbacks, but for different reasons. I I feel though like, Purdy has less to lose if the 49ers lose versus Mahomes and the Chiefs. Does that make sense?
1: You feel like Mahomes is going to get back there? I, I don't I don't know if the 49ers are.
0: Yeah, well,
1: like is, is Brock Purdy is he going to get back there?
0: I, I I would say the NFC is far easier than the AFC it is. is? But you've got, you've got the Packers. Yep. The Lions. I like Detroit, of course. Yep. And who
1: else is a team you have to worry about? We'll see, you know, is, is Caleb Williams somebody to be concerned about if he goes to, I would say more specifically, if he goes to Washington, mm-hmm. if Washington can turn things around there, then if he goes to the Bears, good luck. Yeah. But, and then you've got the Eagles. I'm sure the Eagles will be fine.
0: Yeah, and the Cowboys will continually fail. Um, there are only two teams in this century in the NFC that have not made an NFC championship game.
1: be Washington. Yep. And the Cowboys.
0: Yes. Well. Yeah. What a disaster. Well, that's remarkable. In fact, I think, yeah, nope, nope, I was going to say, it's uh in all of the NFL but Houston has never made it to I, I would love to take Houston far next year but they have yet to win a divisional playoff game they need to do that first before I can you know say oh Houston uh, look at this team win the Super Bowl uh, show me something Houston show me something hey, quarterback really good yeah Hello. yep very good but I before I can say oh you're going to the AFC championship game or to the Super Bowl you got to get through the divisional playoff first that's
1: and if you can just dominate a division, like, that division is not all that good. I mean, you got the, the Colts are just this average team. The,
2: mm-hmm. You know,
1: Jacksonville is just blah. You know, the, the Titans are just blah. Like, you would think, like, the Titans have kind of dominated that division. But, yeah, just all those teams are good enough. They just beat each other all, all the time. Mm-hmm like, oh, Colts oh, lost to Jacksonville again as the seven-point favorite. So it's, I don't know, man, can, can Houston just, can you just dominate a division and win it five, six years in a row?
0: Would be nice. Would be nice. Let's turn our attention to college hoops. Uh, historic weekend last weekend, and I did not, or we did not give the proper... Uh, context or historical significance of it last week, because uh, quite frankly, I, I, I think I had forgotten yeah. about it. But there were four top ten matchups over the weekend: uh, Houston at Kansas, we had Duke at North Carolina, Purdue at Wisconsin, and what's the other one that I'm that I'm uh, forgetting now? Wow, so historic! I I, I, I am... Oh, Tennessee! Illinois, t- somebody. T- Tennessee and Kentucky, I believe. Okay. Um, so four four big matchups there. Uh, UNC dominated Duke, and I I praised UNC and New Mexico last week on the podcast. And what do they do? UNC loses on the road at Georgia Tech, and New Mexico loses at home to Boise State. So. Uh, you know what? Th- North Carolina didn't move a fucking inch. State at three. Well, they should because you win a top 10 game. uh, But that's, I mean, I don't know what the point spread was. I would imagine they were favored by a couple points. uh, Like, like, you beat Duke,
1: you beat Duke 93-84. It's like, all right, I, that sounds about right to me. You lose at Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah, that's a bad loss.
1: But that's worth two. Like, I would look at that and say, yeah, I got to move you down a couple. That's, That's, you know, I'm. I'm pretty lenient, I think, on losses. If you lose to a
0: good team, I'm okay with that. But if you're losing to a bad team, that's that's okay. Duke also lost to Georgia Tech. At Georgia Tech, uh, the point spread was four and a half for the UNC Duke game. I Houston got uh, that. Houston loses seventy-eight to sixty-five. That game wasn't nearly as close. Kansas dominated that game. It was rather shocking to see Houston look that bad against and Kansas. And they dropped one spot. They just get absolutely yeah. railroaded. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't... I can't take Houston seriously. Yeah, it... I think they've
1: made Final Four. I don't think they're in serious contender to win at all. They don't score enough. And I heard one person say, if Kansas plays like this, they're the best team in the country. And then they lose to Kansas State yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, probably... like,
1: well maybe that says more about Houston's inability to... Has Houston beaten anybody this year? Hmm. Look, they've lost at Iowa State. They lost to TCU. They lose to Kansas. They beat Texas Tech. Woo! That's about as good as they, they, they beat a 25th ranked Texas
0: Tech. The team I'm most flummoxed by is Tennessee because they put up 103 points against Kentucky. This on the heels of them losing at home to South Carolina, South Carolina team that that appears to be very good. You're like they're going to slow you down. They're going to uh, they're going to play very good defense. Like this is a South Carolina team that we're going to have to pay attention to here the rest of the way, and that could could uh, make some noise come March and uh, the NCAA tournament. But then Tennessee goes around, scores 103 points against Kentucky. Now, Kentucky's defense hasn't been very good, I think, over the last three games. They've averaged giving up 97 points, so that's not great. But Tennessee is not a team that I think of, oh, high-scoring offense, look at what they're doing. I, I don't know what to make of this Tennessee team. Because if you play like that with the way they they play defense or you know their physicality, I could see Tennessee making a deep run. But last year, we didn't have any we we didn't like them because they had trouble scoring and they were just too inconsistent. So, I'm out of all of these results, like I still believe in North Carolina this year. RJ Davis is playing really good. They've gotten a lot of key um uh, key contributions across the board. So, I'm not like North Carolina, yeah, it is a bad loss to Georgia Tech, but I'm still fine with them. Um Kansas, I when they're clicking Hunter Dickinson, oh Oh, hello there, sir. Where did I lose you? Uh, Tennessee. They did score about eighty
1: games.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm still flummoxed by Tennessee. I, I just said I believe in UNC. I, I believe in Kansas. Even Purdue beating Wisconsin. Like I'm not a huge believer in Wisconsin, though. They, they showed me a little something. An interesting note on Purdue. They could be following the same script that Virginia did when they lost to UMBC and then won it all the following year. Watch out for Purdue. That's a sneaky little uh, nugget. God,
2: God damn it.
0: God damn it. Just saying, it. it, it you, know, you have to consider it here, and Purdue's got more talent around Zach Edie, though we'll see. But to me, I, I still just go back to Tennessee and I don't know what to make of this volunteer squad because 103 points, regardless if Kentucky isn't a great defensive team, we just don't see Tennessee score 103 points after failing to score barely above 50 against a, a pretty good South Carolina team. But that was in Knoxville.
1: I think I mean that's just, you know, Kentucky are going to score a lot of points. South Carolina, the, the pace of the game, you're probably not going to score. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that says more about the opponent than it does Tennessee.
0: Okay. So we're, I, mean, I mean, Kentucky, the, the,
1: they had a – that they lose to Florida. It was 94-91 in overtime. Yeah, just,
0: not a good week for Kentucky, losing at home lost, both those games.
1: They lost to A&M a couple of weeks ago, 97-92, even though these are overtime games. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are, I mean, yeah, I – yeah, I don't take yeah, – the only team I take seriously is Connecticut.
2: Yes, yep.
1: And it was it like – yeah, it's, you know, early last year, they were a team like, I'm like, no, Connecticut, absolutely not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, yeah, I, mean, I'm, I just look at these teams. Purdue, absolutely not. Uh, North Carolina, I'm still stuck on last year's disappointment. Yep. Kansas is always a no. Houston's a no. Tennessee, even even the teams I like. I'm off of Mark Um, You know, Arizona's always a no. Duke is not, near not number nine. It's just, it's like college football where it's like, I don't like any of these teams. Like, these are not good teams. So, um, I like them. I kind of still like Florida Atlantic, even though they haven't played anybody in a long time. It's going to be a very... Unique year, right? I don't know. You, you, you're you're gonna end up picking Purdue to win some games. You're gonna end up picking Kansas to win some games. Well, I'm
0: picking Purdue to win a win it all in one of the brackets. God damn! And ju- if they're following the Virginia script, which by the way, Virginia holding oh. Miami to 38 points Monday night. Well, Virginia, they're starting to come back a bit now. What they do? They they beat Miami 60 to 38 Monday night. price. Oh. What uh, what uh, what top four seed does Michigan State have this week? <laughs> um, well, the latest bracketology. The, I'm not. Uh, oh, hi, Noah. Uh, Noah, do you have a pick for the Super Bowl?
2: Hmm. Vikings.
0: games. No, they don't play. The Chiefs well, are the 49ers. We like your optimism. We like the optimism. Yes, the Chiefs are 49ers. 49ers. Oh, your, de- your papa's not going to be very happy. He's going to get you out of the will.
1: Good job, Noah. Good job. Um, Michigan State's a seven in Omaha.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. I th- Mark, Mark Marcus Marcus and I we're going to Omaha. Nice
1: for the second round. I've never been. We've been on the Final Four. Never been to the before that. Yep. Oh, um, that's I don't know, I think it's been to Germany. Is it a Saturday? I don't even know.
0: Um, I believe. So. I need a
3: caramel apple.
0: Oh, you're eating a caramel apple. Uh, maybe they'll serve that's those in Omaha. Um, I I, th- I, th- I think it's a <laughs> Saturday. I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a Thursday Saturday.
1: So I mean, Kansas
0: is going to be there. Houston and, may be there. Let's see, you know,
1: second round matchup: Kansas versus somebody. Who else? Who else is in this? Uh,
0: right now, they have
1: Florida Atlantic and Baylor. Perfect. I like Florida Atlantic. Uh, like that. You're probably on you know, Baylor. You're probably going to see another Big Twelve team there. Maybe a Big Ten team. Yep. In Omaha, so I would, uh, I would appreciate that. So we're going to go down. Probably uh, maybe stay over, depending on you know, if this is depending on the game times. Yep. So we will. We will see. See what happens
2: there. Very
0: I mean, good. Crit,
1: you, you can't put crate in there, I guess.
0: But. Nope, you cannot. Uh, five, five Mountain West teams in this. Uh, the Mountain West is loaded. Sure, like was it last year? They just all fell apart. Well, two years ago, I think last year they finally got a win. Well, San Diego State made it to the championship <laughs> game. Um, and they all just crumbled.
1: It's Like, well, you, you gotta. You can have a good regular seasons, you gotta you gotta you gotta
0: get you some sweet sixteen here. Yes. Yes. I interesting note on Florida Atlantic, they don't even lead their own conference right now. You know who is? Memphis? Charlotte.
2: Charlotte.
0: The Hornets? The 49ers. San Francisco, you mean? Yes, I ah, yes, my my bad. Yes.
1: You can have a whole routine on that, dude.
0: Yeah. Charlotte is leading that division. They have a big game against South Florida. Um, Tuesday night, and the winner of that game is the automatic qualifier. What's happened to your Memphis squad, by the way? Like, what what's going on there? <laughs> they score a lot of points. I
1: don't know what uh, has happened to my Memphis squad. They, uh, they, they won- had a big logo. What were they? they were playing at the... Uh,
0: FedEx Forum?
1: Yeah, they lost four in a row until they barely beat Wichita. So, yeah, they're probably going to have to win that conference to, uh, to get in. That's, that's bad, Penny Hardaway. Real bad. Yeah, you got South Florida and Charlotte at 8 1. Yeah, They're still like yeah, 14 and 7. America, like, America had to be, it'll be a one
0: big lead. Unless right? unless a team other than Florida Atlantic wins, because I think yeah, Florida Atlantic's living, you know. still going to get in, but yeah, it's. it's... They, I
1: mean, all of these losses have been close, so.
0: Right, but they're to teams that you shouldn't lose to, like Rice.
1: Tulane, you got to beat Tulane. You can't be losing to so, that. Hey,
0: that's R. J. Hunter squad. I think R. J. Uh, Hunter's still the head coach at Tulane.
1: I would like, um, I would like to see a second round matchup: a one versus eight or a one versus nine, maybe two versus a ten. Mm-hmm. In Omaha, I would like to see. Uh, this won't happen. Well, I'd like to see Kansas take on Nebraska.
0: Ooh yeah. Put them in Omaha.
2: What's, what's Nebraska? I mean, Nebraska's going to make this thing
1: here.
0: Y- uh, yes, right now. Um, they,
1: they, beat, they beat Wisconsin the other day. They, they, they beat Wisconsin. Yep. They beat Purdue. They, they should have beat Illinois. Mm-hmm. Like, Nebraska, holy buckets. This is the best team they've ever had since we've been alive.
0: Fred Hoiberg doing work. And they should
1: only—they got Northwestern, Michigan, Penn State, Indiana, then Minnesota. They should shit. They might run the table here. They got eight games against
0: nobodies. Right now, they are projected as a nine seed. Lenardi, in Lennardi's latest bracketology playing eight seed Clemson in Brooklyn. So how how would you approach
1: Nebraska as a as a dark horse?
0: Uh, I no. I can beat see.
1: Purdue in Wisconsin. Yeah. Purdue's lost twice. For some reason, Purdue can't fucking beat Northwestern to save their lives. <laughs> and what was it, uh forty so but speaking of free throws, what was there? a thirty some free throw
0: number discrepancy when they beat Northwestern the other week? Yes.
2: Yes. So and a Northwestern like, guy got called
0: Northwestern got called for a foul on Zach Eady and the guy's just like trying to post. Like Edie's towering over him, and they call Northwestern for a foul. It was ridiculous. Um, Nebraska has lost at Minnesota and at Rutgers and Maryland. Um, so they have good wins, but not good, not good losses. By the way, Minnesota beating Northwestern Saturday. Gophers are going to be on the ball? Yes, the women are women are first team out according to Charlie Cream. So big. Uh, well, we'll see what happens this week, and of course, uh, we tick closer and closer to March. Final thing I have here, and unless you have anything else uh, need to get to, have you been following along with this Vince McMahon uh, fallout from the WWE and all the the uh, he was a bit forced out, and there's lawsuit like the, the feds are involved, and it sounds like he was trafficking women. Uh, this is bad stuff bad news here for vince mcmahon who's gonna likely face some jail time but it could be a downfall to the wwe how much have you been following of this story and what are your thoughts not a
1: downfall WWE.
0: um
1: i've been following it did you see the deal they signed with netflix
0: uh yeah it's like a, is it ten year f- five billion dollars or something like that
1: like 500 million a year yeah for a long time, 10 years. So they're going to be Raw, which has always been Monday night for 30 years, moving to Netflix in 2025, which I find when I get Netflix, so I don't watch it much. You, know, you can see what's on, you fast forward through some stuff, you go from there, so that's fine with me. He's 78 years old, some really bad stuff. They sold... They it, It's complicated, but... They were sold last year to, I guess, the group that now owns, the same group owns WWE and the UFC.
0: TKO, right?
1: TKO is what their their venture, their group name is. So they're the same ownership. So that was a big deal. And Vince McMahon was there. He was out of position, I feel like, right before the sale, but then he came back. Mm Mm-hmm uh for the sale and now they have obviously got rid of him now because of this but, and
0: but this could Step like other top execs too within Wwe I know there I,
1: I, they will they, they, they uh, I would say if some have been fired already. Right, some have already been let go, or some were let go a while ago. One guy is
0: I, is potentially flipping because he was told, yeah. like, essentially, he he's saying he was forced to have sex by yeah. that man now, as part of the position. I don't know if this will affect like Nick Khan or anything like that.
1: No, these the company. I mean, the company and the wrestling. That's they're all fine. This won't this won't affect them at
0: all. But doesn't it? Doesn't the trafficking of women like we talk about how it's bad for the NFL. Like, doesn't this doesn't this kind of make you upset about the product then and make you, like, maybe not want to watch it at all? Like again, we've we talked about this from the NFL standpoint. Like, how can you promote these guys with the you know, that are beating their girlfriends or throwing them on a bed of guns and whatnot? Does this not is this a different scenario
1: yeah I would think it's not the players doing it it's not the people you're seeing on camera every week it's the this would be like the owner this would be like Ziggy Wilf is doing the guns and you know Ziggy Wilf and whatever other owner they're the bad guy and the players are the good guys with the NFL it's a lot of it it's it's the Adrian Peterson sure. that I don't like
0: sure Makes yeah,
2: sense. this
0: is awful. Like, um, this is far worse than, I think, a lot of a lot of the situations that, that the NFL that we've seen. Uh, this is borderline stemming, like, to, like... And it, this is even worse than stuff like that Dan Snyder in Washington was doing, or yeah. Donald Sterling with the Clippers, or whoever the hell that owner of the Suns was. Sarver or whatever?
1: Yeah. Sarver? And, like, yeah, with this... just like this one example that's like the big headline grabber of this woman who you know they were together and all this stuff and all the gross disgusting things that he had her do and it's one of those things like if you're her like why would you stay in that situation but you don't want to be a victim blamer but it's like you do all this stuff like why do you stick around when they? do this disgusting stuff that I'm not going to even touch on.
2: Yeah.
1: But it's it's this one and it's like, okay, this is this the only time this has ever happened? Probably not. How many others are there? Does this start a movement of, mm-hmm. yeah, this happened to me, this happened to me, and you know, a dozen others.
0: I think they said, last I had heard, I think there were at least four or five other women that were c- coming forward.
1: Vince McMahon is just like tr- He's a smarter, richer version of Trump where he actually has the money, but he's, he's just, he's the carbon copy of Trump in that way. There's been numerous allegations and suits throughout the years against Vince McMahon.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now this big one comes, comes about, yeah, sex trafficking, I guess would be (laughs) making her have sex with other people. I like think the one guy you're talking about, yeah, he said, "Oh, I was forced to." And eh, well, you know, I'm sure he'll get off on this thing. He won't, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm sure he was—he was a welcoming party to this. Brock Lesnar's name is involved in this with this same woman, so he was. Like, expected to be back, and now he is not going to be back.
0: So it does that it su- extend to some of the players or the athletes, then?
1: It did, it did uh, for Brock Lesnar. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's not good. Not good, and... I think every, everybody was, I think, surprised by the vulgarity of it. Mm-hmm. The, the large reach of it and how how many other people were involved in that. I guess that's why it's a sex trafficking case and not a sexual assault or a rape situation. So it's, yeah, this is... A couple years ago, they found out he paid $15 million to four women over 16 years to keep them quiet. And that was about a year and a half ago. that's kind of one of the things that forced him out in the first place.
0: Yep. And then... Did not he cash out thirty percent of like yeah. his shareholder, like his shares within a company, and he got that's eight hundred million, like thirty yeah. percent? It's crazy. Yeah, and he, I, I don't know if he knew these were coming.
1: I mean, you look back at the timeline; it's almost like he knew something was about to spill over because he announced his retirement, like late twenty twenty two, I think, summer twenty twenty two, saying, "I'm done." all right. And then he came back and he like, he dyed his hair black and drew this weird mustache. But like, if you've seen him lately, he doesn't look anything like himself. And he sent me eight he's Things like, has he has he gone nuts with concussions or drugs or like, what, what is his deal? And yeah. And now he's out of it. And, you know, he's been removed and he's done. And it seemed pretty obvious when TKO bought this thing,
2: mm-hmm. that
1: he's not going to be around very long. Because there were certain provisions in there, like you said, uh, yeah, he can he can get rid of his stocks like at any time. he oh, yeah. was like usually like when you when a new company takes over, it's like, you know, you can't all of a sudden just sell all of your stake in the company. You gotta stick right. around for a while. Yep. But there was an exception made for him, so it's like a sale. So A lot of it's you know, who knew what when? Like, did they know about this? It would seem hard to feel like certain people didn't know about this well, when think, you're that close to him. Yeah, did they, didn't they? did secrets?
0: Yeah, didn't TKO or someone had said that? Oh, that oh, we were learning about this in real time and based on the on the moves of everyone involved. It seems like no, maybe not. Uh, you probably you probably knew something more than what you were letting on. Too. Uh, he's gonna need every penny of that. He's gonna be sued for a lot of money here, and I hope he burns in hell and he can say hello to Art Briles.
1: Yeah, he's got a lot of money. He's you know seventy eight. We've seen with Trump how long this takes to drag out. Yes. So we'll see. You know, I mean, this will take years and years and years. Yep. But he so can yeah, still. He... Everybody wants to distance himself yep. and like Chris Benoit. You know who he is, right? Um, he's the one that killed his family. He was a wrestler. Oh he yes, was,
0: yes, yep, yep.
1: You know, an excellent wrestler. Killed his family. You no, know, his his brain was just shot to shit. Mm-hmm. And like uh, he's been completely erased from history. And it's like, will this happen to Vince McMahon? Even though it's, you could do it. I mean, it
0: would be hard to do since he was the owner and mm-hmm. everything
1: I like he, he was the company
0: yeah I, I don't think you can just whitewash him from the but I think from that's what the books
1: it's going to kind of end up happening especially when you know his family doesn't own it anymore like he, he sold it so even though he still has family members involved it's easy to
0: erase a player or like an athlete a figure from a from a sports history it's impossible I think it's almost near impossible to eliminate the founder or the owner of stuff. So
1: that would be it. yeah. I would say they just probably won't ever mention him where where if this wouldn't have happened he would have mm-hmm. would have mentioned him, would have used, you know, videos and his voice, even if after he was dead he would have used stuff like that. But like O. J. Simpson, they pretty much got into O. J. Simpson for football. Right. But, but the owner had were to go this high up and for you know, more other people will be involved. Yeah, it's... And, like, this... It was a lot of good stuff with that Netflix deal, and then this came up, and I'm like, oh, this
0: is... This is terrible. Interesting, interesting, interesting. We'll, we'll keep following the developments as they uh, continue to progress. Anything else we need to get to before we say so long?
1: Like, with the referees thing, it's like, you know, you can't criticize them. Players get fined, coaches get fined. Even if they're right, and like it's never going to change, it's just like they're immune to anything. Even if they're awful, they're just immune to anything. And I said some things on the broadcast, and I'm like I, but I, I, I did hold back. I'm like, you know, you're not supposed to say anything about this, but this is absolutely awful. Yep. So. It's bad. I uh, see this here. Jose Altuve, five year deal, $125 million at the Astros extension. Uh, so that's that. Oh, there we go. And apparently, with ESPN, Turner, mm-hmm. and Fox, and Fox
0: all coming together for some sports streaming venture. Yeah. I hope that doesn't mean the end of ESPN Plus because.
1: I think this this is part of it, that I would say. they, And, you know, yeah. Warner Brothers, Discovery, ESPN, and Fox to launch a new streaming service, I guess. I mean, it's... All of these streaming services are just going to end up to where we used to be with cable, to where... Yes. Yeah. There's like, I don't know, there's a handful of cable providers. There's going to be a handful of the streaming services and you're just going to pay for it Well, I think and you're going to be paying the same as you did before but instead it's just going to be on streaming instead of through cable
0: which is dumb um i think too i, I kind of correlate it to or relate it to like breweries micro brews like there there's it became so popular as over field and you're then you you I mean, it it's starting to dwindle down a little bit because there's just too many. I think that's the same thing with streaming services. Streaming services. So maybe you're going to see more of these combination, like these these companies combining their services together, so that there are fewer out on the market, but they're more powerful. That's the one I could see. But I mean, is that an FCC regulation? We've talked. We've noticed that with you know media companies acquiring like cell phone, or cell phone companies, or, you know, tel- telephone companies acquiring other things. Like, we've seen that in the past, so I don't know where this is going. but. Um, and I
1: think, you know, now, have like, Peacock's got NBC, I think that's going to be separate. Yep. And we've got Paramount, which is CBS, and it yep. sounds like they're going to be pretty separate.
0: Yep.
1: But then you've got everybody else combining. So, like, you know, if it's, you know, the NBA's coming up, and I very badly want that to go back to NBC Mm -hmm. but okay now can I guess ESPN and TNT and Fox can they all team up and say we're as one going to bid on the NBA and we'll make it part of the streaming service and I think more and more games are going to be streamed only we've seen a lot of the yep. Big Ten on Peacock, or it's only on Peacock, and it's the only place you can watch it.
0: Yep, like uh, uh like Sparty and uh, the Gophers Tuesday night.
1: Yep. And people did not like that playoff game being streamed. Well, mm-hmm. they're going to do another one next year, and they've done you know the London games on ESPN Plus, and we are going to Amazon. And so get get your streaming pants on because. That is where it is headed.
0: Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it, but you're right. It's that's where it's headed. Well, I got that pretty big deal. So. Well, good luck with the game on Tuesday. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy your weekend off of no, you know, calling games and whatnot. And uh, anything else we need to get to before we say so long?
1: That'd be it. All right. Uh, warm weather, I like it.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, Get rid of the fog. We know that, that what that means. Some weird weather's coming our way in 90 days. So track that. And uh, you have a great rest of your week, my friend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk next week. I'll see you next week. Travis Crin's joining me here, Sports Block po- Podcast. Appreciate his time. And as always, big stuff there. So we both like the Chiefs. He likes them in a blowout. I like them in a close game. It's a flip from last week when I said I would take the 49ers. But just as this has gone on, I. 49ers, you need to prove it to me because the defense has been bad in this postseason. The offense has been slow. Chiefs defense has been really good. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to the commercials. I don't give a shit about Usher. I don't give. I don't care about the. Um, you no, know, we'll see what we do. Prop bets or you know, squares. You can do all that stuff. Uh, we'll see about the national anthem, the time, and everything like that. Uh, before we say so long for the week, um, I watched the East-West Shrine game last week. Uh, mainly because of the Jackrabbits, the five Jackrabbits that were in there. Mason McCormick, Garrett Greenfield, uh, Zach Hines, the Yankee Twins were in there. Uh, all had very good weeks. Mason McCormick and Garrett Greenfield dominated on that left side of the line. McCormick especially, I think he was voted like MVP on the offensive line for, for his team. Um, so I think we're going to see those guys uh, both, at least McCormick get drafted. We'll, I think we see Greenfield as well. We'll see what Zach Hines can do. I think the Yankee Twins certainly... No worse, we'll get a look in training camp. And then Senior Bowl week, saw Isaiah Davis. Didn't really utilize him a lot in that uh, Reese's Senior Bowl game, but I think he had a pretty decent week of practice. Interesting, Michael Penix, the quarterback from Washington, didn't play in the Senior Bowl game, but participated in the practices. Like, what does that mean? Bo Nix struggled a bit, so we'll see what happens there with these senior quarterbacks here. Uh, Normally, we do have Jeff Lloyd on uh, Jeff Lloyd the second from the Lockdown Browns podcast, on to recap it all. Uh, I have received word that in his family are in a bit of an, a medical emergency, uh, a medical situation is what I'll say. That's all I really feel comfortable sharing, and I don't know how much more uh, Jeff would want me to say to that. But uh, there, uh, keep him. Uh, so I certainly will keep him in my thoughts and prayers, and we will get him on when the time is right. But uh, likely our coverage regarding the combine uh the the nfl draft that will change this year um so it won't be quite as thorough or as in depth but we'll try and and be as informative and and have opinions on that as much as possible here but uh, certainly uh we wish jeff and his family the best and keeping them in our thoughts and prayers so uh enjoy the super bowl this week you can find this podcast available on podcast.com or archive.org. Also on iTunes, just search a sports block. Follow me on Twitter at Andy and Facebook Nathan and Travis on Twitter at Travis Crins. A link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Hopefully we get a good game. We keep saying it every year. Please, commercials be good. You keep teasing us now with, oh, look forward to the big game. Come through, follow through this year. Uh, it's come to the point where Travis said, like, they haven't been good for years. Yeah, so why do we think they're going to be good? I don't give a shit about Usher doing the halftime show. Um, Enjoy your prop bets. Enjoy the squares. Enjoy the game. Enjoy all the food. Enjoy the party. I know there's a petition to get the Super Bowl out there for Saturday. No, keep it on Sunday. It just should be, we should all get Super Bowl Monday off. Hopefully the kids in Kansas City and the Bay Area will be getting school off on Monday, regardless if they win or lose, or at least two hours late, because you got to enjoy it. Come on. And you got to let them wallow in self-pity if they don't win. So enjoy the Super Bowl. We're picking Kansas City to win. Uh, Go Patrick Mahomes. Go Travis uh, Kelsey. Go Taylor Swift. Congrats to Taylor Swift on winning her 13th Grammy. Her lucky number is 13th. So for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll recap it next week and talk all about that and the college basketball and whatever else is big in the sports world. Have a great week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.